It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hello, and welcome to Accelerate. Joining me on the show today is Priest Willis. He's the founder of Affiliate Mission. We're going to talk about a little bit different take on sales today, but affiliate marketing. And Priest, welcome to Accelerate. Andy, thank you. It's it's my pleasure being here. Well, always a pleasure to have a fellow Wisconsin native on the show. <laughs> so... We have to stick together, cheeseheads. <laughs> That's right. We have to. We have to stay together. So, are you still a Packer fan, even though you're no longer? I mean, you're down in North Carolina now. So, have you changed your allegiance over to the the Panthers uh, from the pack? It, if I did, I'd get my Packer card taken away. So, I have to still keep Packers primary. But I I'm enjoying myself with Carolina, although they're having a bad season right now. Yeah, so. yeah, it's been been a rough season. So, but well, for both teams, Packers. That's true. Not exactly uh, covering themselves in glory either. So. Well, good. Well, uh, welcome to the show. And just may take a minute and introduce yourself and give us a little bit about your background. Yeah, thank you. Uh, my name so Priest Willis again, and um, I am the president of AffiliateMission.com, which is an online affiliate management company. So we manage large to small business um, that you know they own several different widgets, and we manage their affiliate program on their behalf. In some cases, they may be involved. In some cases, they may not be. Uh, But what an outsourced program management is, is basically uh, someone that isn't necessarily sitting in the office with you. We have our own office. We have our own team, but we're working on behalf of the merchants. So if you look at companies like Lenovo, Target, Wannable.com, and others, we would manage their affiliate programs. But before that, um, I started off building computers and my father taught me how to build a computer in his basement and, and I kind of picked it up from there and started putting motherboards and systems together and quickly found out that I just didn't want to do it anymore because as people got viruses and different issues, they would always bring the computer back as if you missed something. So right. now you have to fix it again. And that just wasn't the issue. They just would go to the same sites and fall into the same issue. So that became super laborious. Uh, started selling software on eBay and doing some other stuff from there. And then I decided to move into websites um, and create websites. Mm-hmm. And and that became, you know, an issue. But what I quickly found out was not selling or not having product myself as inventory or even having to buy, you know, Dreamweaver and different systems, all I would have to do is be an affiliate so I could create different blogs and put banners up on my site, not have to deal with inventory, essentially not dealing with customers, and it was still relatively profitable. I kind of got into affiliate marketing and stayed within it. So since the early 2000s, I have myself been an affiliate and ultimately turned into an affiliate manager. And that's uh, now for the past four years where I've come up with my own agency. All right. Well, let's, let's, let's start at the beginning. For I think for lots of people in the audience that are listening to it, my first time hearing about affiliate marketing is, is explain what it is. So, I mean, it's, it's just great because as we talked about before the show, as I know lots of people that are making some really serious money as mm-hmm. affiliates. So, let's, let's break it down for people and make sure they understand exactly what it is. So, start with describe what affiliate is and how a company uses affiliate marketing. 
Yeah. And, you know, this is a great question because I think a lot of times people are turned off from the notion of affiliate marketing because they think it's, you know, some magic or something scammy at the end of it. Affiliate marketing is not multi-level marketing. It's not ballroom hope. It's not these different kind of pieces that you may experience in sales. What affiliate marketing simply is, it's, it's you earning a commission by promoting other people's products. So as I mentioned, you know, if you would approach a Lenovo or another company to sell their computers, their products on your website, because let's say like you have a blog that says Janice's computers dot com. And typically you were just writing about computers. You mm -hmm. had no idea that you could create links or have banners on your website to actually earn some incremental revenue from that. Companies like that want to take advantage of your real estate on your website. So at the very heart of what affiliate marketing is, it's purely you owning a commission on promoting other people's products. And essentially affiliate marketing stems from Amazon was probably one of the first big players in affiliate marketing back in 1996. Uh, they kind of created this model where they have all these products on their platform and they want to be able to push these products to spaces that they ordinarily wouldn't get to, um, you know, because they could only get one set of eyes on their website. So they incentivized a lot of people to kind of sell their products on their behalf, which is how you come up with Amazon Associates. And then ultimately, the affiliate marketing industry evolved into just that, a complete industry. So all big box players, if you go to their website, go into the footer, most of them say affiliates. And that's where you typically would join up and you would immediately be given access to creative where you would put banners and text links on your website. There's a cookie and we can probably talk about some of that stuff later, the mm -hmm. technical pieces of it. But that but would drop. And once it once a sale converts, you would be paid for it. Okay. So, and that's really the key part. So you put the, you know, the banner or the text link on your, on your site. Um, and you're doing that, you're not being paid for that. You get paid when somebody actually clicks on that link, takes it all the way through and buys something. That's right. So a lot of times when you are joining the affiliate program for merchant, they are working with a third party, uh, tracking system or what they call an affiliate network. So some of the big names out there is commission junction, junction right. share sale, impact radius. Those guys are completely in sort of unrelated to the merchant themselves, but they're tracking those orders for you. So once this cookie, which is a small JavaScript that kind of goes in the back end of your computer, once it drops and that they call that a cookie, it immediately alerts that network to say, Hey, there's a visitor that came to the site. They're shopping around. This could be a potential buy. And once that customer decides to buy, so they go through the whole transaction within the shopping cart, that sale is what's called the conversion, and you'll be paid a percentage on it. So some some programs offer actual money where they say $150 per sale, or a lot of them offer a percentage where they say $10 of, or 10% of each sale that you make, you'll earn that commission for it. So that's why, like your friend and like people that I know in the industry, can make a lot of money from it. Okay, so... And does it? And just one sort of technical thing. They'll go back and take a step back. Is so when someone clicks on the link and and the cookie's activated. Generally, then do you only get paid if if the transaction occurs, you know, directly, or what if they abandon the shopping cart and come back at a later time? Is your you know commission still attached to that person? 
Great, great question. So a lot of times the merchants have, and they put all of this on their page because they want that to be the incentive for you to join their program. So they have what's called a cookie duration. So when you go onto their site, they'll list there that they pay 10% commission and their cookie duration is 30 days. And what that means is that when they come to your website, if they decide to put something in the cart and they just decide for whatever reason to get up and walk away for a few days, as long as it's within that 30-day window, if they convert that sale, you still get paid for that sale. Okay. Well, so let's let's put this in the concrete terms for people. We have a lot of yeah entrepreneurs and small business owners that uh, bloggers, authors, you know, people that listen to this the show on a regular basis that maybe have never dip their toe into the affiliate marketing pool for reasons you talked about. Maybe they think it's a little scammy or or yep. so on. But if, if we've convinced them that it's legitimate here, um, especially given you know the high profile vendors as you talked about that use it. And so how do they start deciding, okay, what's what should I do, right? How should I approach this? I mean, you know, for you know, maybe you'd look at at uh, <laughs> look at my website, andypaul.com. I mean, I I don't have any affiliate marketing on it. I mean, what what would be the first step? You know, I should look at in terms of trying to say, okay, what would be a product type that I should should represent, or how do I go about that process? That's a, that's a really good question. So there's two ways to consider this. So let's talk about it from a merchant perspective. A lot of times companies that are bootstrapping themselves don't necessarily have the the resources to pay an SEO person, search engine optimization person, a search engine marketing person who may do PPC for them or do email. Pay-per-click, and, right? Advertising, And right? pay-per-click, that's right. So one great way of doing it is get, starting an affiliate program to sell your widget. So andypaul.com, for example, you want to sell your books, you want to sell your eBooks, you want to be able to incentivize your, your followers that want to be able to get the word out on your behalf. Well, offer an affiliate program for them. It's a relatively low risk way for you to start a program and pay people that if they sell something for you, they're going to get a part of that, that sale. And if they don't, then you, you don't have to pay them anything. The only costs that are typically incurred is what you're paying for the network itself, which we just talked about in commission junction, share sale, those other guys and working with someone like myself. Mm-hmm. Now, now, on the flip side of that, if you are the affiliate, so again, separate from the merchant, the merchant is Target or AndyPaul.com. If you are the affiliate, the affiliate has to look at what is it that interests me most? So I would not suggest to you to start trying to sell a product or create a blog to, to sell products that don't ordinarily interest you. But if you're interested in fitness gear, for example, and you already have a blog that talks about fitness gear and you're becoming the authority within the fitness space, then it would make sense for you to become an affiliate with Reebok or somebody along those lines. But if you're just creating it because that's your way of trying to get rich quick, I wouldn't suggest that. So my point here is find a niche that makes sense for what you would ordinarily do anyways. If you're a photographer and you love cameras and you love shopping for cameras and you know all the different models and you have a site that's dedicated to it, that may be a good opportunity for you to reach out to Canon or someone because these guys probably have affiliate programs and just it's it becomes a natural, I hate this word, but it's a natural synergy between you two. Um, to, to kind of form a relationship. But the key at, at the base of this, which I think is one thing that, that people need to understand, is that 
you know, it's only going to work. Let's say you are this camera enthusiast. Let's say you've, you've started a camera blog and it's been out there for a little while. Is the affiliate marketing will work for you if you're already driving traffic to that site? Not necessarily. Really? Um, I mean, it seems to be that sort of needs to be one of the requirements is, is, you know, if you're not getting traffic because, yeah, I mean, it's not by virtue of having the you know the banner ad from the from Canon that people are going to be driven to your site. I would expect. Well, so so let's let's take one step back here. So let's say like this person that may be listening and wants to become an affiliate, not necessarily a merchant, but they want to become an affiliate that they don't have a blog at all yet, but they've had some ideas that they've been jotting down and things that they've been interested in, whether it's been about cooking or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. Just because they create a site doesn't you know, or have a newer site with no traffic yet doesn't necessarily, um, pigeon them out of creating an affiliate program and having something that can build up. Now, to your point, it will take a little time. So the expectation of becoming a millionaire within three months is out for you. Well, That's what I was trying to point out is that is, <laughs> yeah. it's, you have to do some work on your own. You, you absolutely to generate have to traffic to your site so that you're generating prospects for the affiliates products. That's right. The merchant's now, product, excuse me. That's that's right. That's right. So for the for the person that already has the site, already has the eyeballs on the site, then absolutely. I mean, it just makes complete sense because they already are driving the traffic versus the other person that's kind of creating all this stuff from scratch. So with no without any question, the person that already has the blog is probably going to see some success a little bit faster because they have the platform already established. But I wouldn't discourage the person that wants to start and create something since they feel like, oh, well, I don't have a blog, so I can't get into affiliate. No, you still are a candidate for someone to get Mm -hmm. in, but I would still highly suggest get into something that you're familiar with and comfortable talking about. Yeah, and I, but, and this is, I agree. And I, the thing that's exciting about this for people listening is that, you know, if you're in sales, you're in marketing, you're in business, you have this entrepreneurial bug. I mean, here's, yeah, maybe professionally you're in, you know you're selling IT equipment, but you know on your days off, as you said, you're a camera enthusiast, you're a cooking enthusiast. You've you've started a blog, you've started uh, you know Facebook page or something on on this particular topic area. Is why not take advantage of it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, make, it's make kind some of, extra money if it's a passion. You know, put your passion to to use. Absolutely, and I, you know, I it, it, uh, to your point, if it's already a passion, it's already something that you delve into. You may even have articles written that you haven't published on a blog per se. Um, you you absolutely could take an hour out a day or an hour a week if that's what you need to start to kind of play in the space. And look, there's enough. When I first started in affiliate marketing, there was not any real good materials or videos of teaching you how to do it. So you don't have to go out and spend a thousand dollars for courses to learn how to do this. There's great material that people have put out for free on YouTube to teach you, you know, about affiliate marketing and some of the the principles. So allow yourself a chance to fail at it if that's what you think you're going to do and then kind of build up from there. Well, let's talk about the various platforms then. So yeah, obviously you could start a blog site and do affiliate marketing. Can you do it through your Facebook page? You can. So that that's kind of one of the beauties of affiliate marketing. And so obviously, you know, people have blogs. It, there's great opportunity there because of kind of its search engine optimization benefits and link juice that you get and all that good stuff. But there are people that have, 
zero blogs and they're doing great with Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, either all three or just one of them, just because again, the following is there, right? So they have 5,000 people that are following them and they're posting, you know, different products. But as they're putting that up, the links that they're putting in there are links that are connected to the network, like we talked about earlier. So being a social media affiliate, if that's what we want to call them here, is absolutely just as a success, successful route as doing uh, content blogs. Hmm. So let's let's give an example of how it works. Let's say on, on Facebook and on Instagram. Yeah. So you know you have somebody that maybe on Facebook they already talk about uh, let's just say beauty items. Mm-hmm. You know they're always kind of getting up. They're talking about their daily routine. Uh, they show what they put on during the day and what kind of makeup that they actually use. The thought maybe had never occurred to them that that particular makeup maker um, actually has an affiliate program. And I don't, I couldn't even clear all. I, I don't, I couldn't even get, I couldn't give you a name. Of, <laughs> You're a I guy, to, your excuse. For, I, I, try, I try to think of swiftly of a name and I couldn't, but in any a, case, yeah. most of you guys know a name out there and, you know, look on, look for their website and see if they have an affiliate program. If they do sign up for their affiliate program, what they offer you within that network is what's called a text link. So you are given a link that is completely associated with you. So we just talked about kind of putting up banners and blogs. Obviously, you can't do that within Facebook. So you're going to just create a link and you're like, hey, guys, this is what I put on daily for my makeup. I love this mascara. It's goes. It's smoky with my eyes. Here's a link if you like to buy. <laughs> I sound horrible. Andy. Yeah, I don't well, know what no, I'm doing here. Great commercial. I was just envisioning it, but go ahead. <laughs> this is going downhill quick. So, um, you know, this is great with my eyes. Click this link if you like to order your own. And that link, remember, we talked about dropping a cookie earlier. It simply follows that same URL pattern where once the link is clicked, it drops that cookie, and now the it's being tracked just as if you had a content site. Well, and, and, it, and to put yep. this into to context for people, I mean, certainly some significant portion of the you know tens of millions of dollars that let's say the Kardashian family reaps every year in their business oh. enterprise is affiliate marketing. There is, I can absolutely guarantee you that a large portion of what the Kardashians do. Now, they they get a lot of money, what's called media buys. So they get media placement and all that stuff. But absolutely, the beginning stuff of what Kim started off with was affiliate marketing. So Mm -hmm. she would have within her Twitter uh, pages, when you clicked on a link, you were clicking on an actual affiliate link within that Twitter page. And so same with Instagram. You asked how that works. Instagram doesn't have it right now, as many people know, where you can click on the image or a link within that image. But a lot of people, what they do is they put it in their bio. So if you're highlighting an item for the week or for the day, you say, hey, click in my bio. You can get to the link yourself and then it'll click over. And again, it's doing the same practice. It's dropping the cookie for you. And you're you're being tracked for that sale. All right. So let's take it back now to a business. So let's say you've got uh, an entrepreneur that's looking at being an affiliate, not the merchant this time. Is and maybe it's a blogger, you know, business blogger, or maybe it's a, uh, it's a small business, maybe that that uh, local service business, something. How did how do they you know begin that process then of of choosing because it's it is has to be congruent, you said, with their their service and their brand offering. Mm-hmm. So how do how does the brand themselves choose an what, affiliate to work? Yeah, I mean, how do they choose a merchant to get involved with? What should they look for? Uh, the, again, that 
because I've, I've seen a couple people that I go to their sites, more than a couple, actually. I go to their sites and they're clearly got affiliate links up for things that just look <laughs> like this. Yeah, it doesn't fit. It's filling space. It, it doesn't help them in their own brand building, which is, is, you know, they shouldn't be doing anything that's counterproductive in that. Yeah. So it, let's take andypaul.com, for example. Your, sure. your, your brand is about business, business coaching. You offer resources to help people in sales, coaching, um, along those lines. You know, what are things that are synonymous with coaching and branding? Maybe it's Udemy, you know, where you're doing courses online. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, Udemy has an affiliate program that would work great on your site that doesn't seem intrusive to the visitor to your website. So, as a brand, as somebody who has an established site, what you want, what you don't want is a brand that becomes in, or a product that becomes intrusive to your site. So if I'm talking about computers, it makes no sense for me to have a banner up of skateboards. I mean, right. it just it, it does. Yeah, tied there's detergent. no that right or tied detergent, and, which some people have because they're doing display. So that's why you may see some of that. But even that has to be managed a little bit better. But again, if you have a brand and you're wanting to make it clean and cohesive for the people that come to your site, only bring on a product that you think will be helpful to your particular reader or listener or whatever the case is. So if I'm helping businesses establish themselves and I'm trying to walk them through A to Z, how to best do that, some of the things that we're talking about is how to create a, a domain name. So maybe one of the banners that I have on my pages is with namecheap.com. Right. I'm, I'm talking about you need to have a good host to get your website set up. Maybe one that I have on there is a hosting banner. So a lot of it should be a really cohesive relationship where the customer is not looking like you, where you come to somebody's website and says, how does, why does these two go together? So again, there does require a little bit of thought process in how you're establishing these relationships with these different brands and products. And is there somewhere where the uh, affiliate programs or the merchants themselves are sort of rated? I mean, because I imagine there's there might be a pretty wide variety in terms of you know prompt payment and reliability and so on. Yeah, that's a really good question. So a lot of them you just kind of know. So there's the targets, there's, you know, Toys R Us, all of these guys have affiliate programs. You know the brand. The brand is relatively trusted, but there are those mid to smaller guys that you're not sure of. And typically when you go into the network, so you can sign up even without signing up with a merchant, you can go to Share Sale today, sign up for free as long as you have you know, some affiliate relationship of some kind and you could start going through their merchants and they'll have some kind of rating for them on there. So you'll, you'll see how they're paying out and if it's being paid at the rate they say they're being paid. Cause a lot of times, you know, merchants say, yeah, we're paying our AOV, which is average order value kind of gives you an idea of how much is typically put in the cart at checkout. Yeah. Our AOV is at a hundred dollars. And when you get into the network, they're kind of telling you, actually, the payout of this particular program has been about 20 bucks. Mm. So, so you know, that there's a lot of forms. And sometimes it just takes you Googling. Googling that small company plus affiliate to kind of see what people are saying about that affiliate program out there. Is it negative? Is it positive? And sometimes, Andy, at the end of the day, it's just testing. I mean, if it doesn't work, you try to um, plug into them and it doesn't work, then... 
then you you close it off and you put something else up. What you have to do, do is see your website as real estate, even your your social media pages. See it as real, real estate that should someone get the homepage, should they get the upper right-hand corner of the homepage, which is prime real estate for me, or will I just test this out below the fold, you know, where I'll put a banner below the fold of the website? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I get some clicks, maybe I'll lift it up. If I don't, maybe that's not one that'll work and I'll put someone else there until I start to see some conversion. So affiliate marketing does require you to do some testing at the end of the day. There's no getting away from that. Yeah, and exercising judgment. Yeah, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, yeah, somebody marketing something is, to your point before, is, yeah, if your business, there are sort of routine products and services or products and services you routinely recommend to people. As part of the doing the business, why not become an affiliate and why not benefit from that recommendation referrals that you're making? Uh, yeah. just, and the systems exist to make it so easy to do that these days <laughs> that you really want to make sure that you yeah, think carefully about which ones make sense so that you're not you know, diminishing your own brand with what's on your website. But if you can do that, and I know lots of people do this very successfully, it's just, uh, yeah, is it their primary source of income? Not necessarily, but you know, they're making fairly good money off of it with very little effort. Yeah. And that, you know, that's kind of at the heart of it is a lot of people, they get into affiliate marketing, they get excited, they go out by a $10 domain name, they get linked up with hosting. They think they're going to write one blog, link it up with banner, or link it up, you know, the text links up and they're like, okay, let the money rain in. And then they get, you know, after a few months, they get kind of down about what's not happening and they decide to quit. That's why, you know, I emphasize that you know, testing is important. And the other part to it is, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, is that find a good niche that makes sense for you. So you're going to write about it regardless how it looks six months from now. So you might as well just get some affiliate links in there and do things again that aren't intrusive to the reader. You still want to make sure your brand isn't impeded on by having all these links and blinky banners all over the place. And by the way, that's so played out having all these crazy banners. So, (laughs) you know, uh, but but in general, find something that makes sense. And what I've found as an affiliate manager is that niches always work better. So you will probably get less visits uh, typically than someone who just decides I'm going to join Target's affiliate program and I'm going to promote everything. Well, that that's not really going to help you. I think if you find something where the search is so specific, where you're looking for a black Batman costume at Target, if you create a site or at least a page around that, you may get less visits, but the conversion is going to be better because you've literally narrowed it down to the niche there. Okay. Yeah. And I, yeah, that plays obviously for both business and personal. So, so give us an idea of what affiliate mission then does, because you're, you're different from commission junction, as you said, and the others that are, are tracking all these transactions, yeah. millions and millions of transactions they're going through e-commerce platforms. So what, what do you do? Yeah. So, so affiliate mission, again, we're, we're an outsourced program management company. So we step in and we talk to the target. So really we work for target essentially not target is not a customer. I'm using them as an example, but we work for target and target says, look, we have an affiliate army. And of course we're in this network, you know, impact radius commission junction, we don't really want to deal with it because we don't really understand it. Can you come in? And we come in with our experience and with our relationships and we manage that ecosystem. So we speak for Target on their behalf 
and we talk to the affiliates. So we say, hey, affiliates, here are the banners you should use for this season. Uh, when you come in and meet us inside the network, we can talk about different offerings and we can kind of help give you the speak that Target is using internally to not only make you a good affiliate, but make you a good merchant specific affiliate. Mm -hmm. So so we're kind of managing that whole relationship from start to end. Additionally, we're recruiting new affiliates for Target. So we're finding new possible influencers out there that can sell, you know, whether it's exclusive products that Target is offering, Lenovo is offering. We're finding people out on YouTube that are doing unboxes for computers and they may have done it with competitors, but we're reaching out to them saying, hey, we've seen that you had some great success and engagement, you know, with competitors. We'd like to offer you an opportunity to do it for Lenovo. And so that's at the heart of what we do, what Affiliate Mission does. Now, so you, work, makes, you work on the merchant side primarily, you represent merchants. That's and so, right. you know, given an idea of what sort of type of companies you work for, I mean, if I start an affiliate program, would I come to Affiliate Mission, you know, serve a prototypical small business, or do you work with larger merchants? Yeah, we work with larger merchants, but we ju we just signed a company um, right now called Skinny and Company, and they sell nothing but coconut oil, whether it's for beauty. And we literally just signed them um, Monday. They're not a huge company. They're just someone that has coconut oil-based products that they want to sell, great packaging, all that other kind of stuff. So they came to us and said, hey, will you help us establish our, our affiliate program and sell our products? So that's exactly what we're in the throes of right now. And that's that that same process is what we multiply over and over with small, smaller and larger companies. Now, obviously, larger companies are a little bit more mature. The affiliates may be coming in because of passive activity just by people knowing them where with this other company that I just talked about Monday, we have to go out and actually speak on their behalf and really try to pull some people in. But the premise of how you manage the two are exactly the same. Right. But, and the thing with the small company, just to make sure people understand is that they still have to go out and do their own marketing. I mean, they're not just relying sole source on affiliate as a way to sell their product as their only sales channel, right? Oh, absolutely. They're they're still doing their own social activity. They're still doing their search engine optimization, their own pay-per-click advertising. They, they're still doing other digital marketing components. Affiliate marketing is just another digital component of what they're doing within the business. Another it's sales another, channel. It's another sales channel. So it's right. not necessarily replacing any of that, although it could in some areas. Um but it is just kind of another piece that you're plugging into your, to your, um, to your process. Now, I, you know, I made a statement. And I want to make sure I, I qualify this a little bit. So I just said that it could replace some things. So there are some people that say, "Look, I don't have enough to then pay you to manage my affiliate program, and then turn around and pay someone else to even sit in the office or pay an outsource person to do uh, pay per click, for example." Well, affiliate marketing. There are affiliates who focus on pay-per-click marketing. So you could literally turn to them and say, hey, we will pay you a percentage to help us do some paid advertising. The merchant is going to take over doing their top three keywords, which is probably their trademark keywords. But you can take everything else and kind of manage the pay-per-click effort. So that's the cool thing about affiliate marketing is that you can plug in a lot of other digital marketing efforts until – you get your 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 wings about you in those other areas. Interesting. 
Well, I think that, yeah, just to sort of summarize, before we move to the last segment of the show, is, is when you think about affiliate marketing, you know, talk about first if you, uh, as an individual, you know, an entrepreneur, this is a way if you've got some special interests, um, is that you can leverage what you're doing to make some additional money, uh, both either, you know, if it's a sidelight or as part of your, your professional life. Uh, as a company, that if you have something that you want to, that you're selling, that you think there could be a broader audience for, you know, affiliates could be a great way to reach some additional buyers as another sales channel that you haven't tapped. And uh, we'll give Priest an opportunity in a few minutes to tell us how to reach out and get in touch with them and have him give you some more information about it. So, Priest, I've got some sort of standard questions we run through in this last segment of the show. And the first one is, when you're Priest, you're out selling your own services for your company. What's your most powerful sales attribute? Well, you know, based on, you know, our whole mission is um, offering three to five percent of our profits back to the customer and their their nonprofit focus. So what we're, you know, oh, I'm well, all so about. Let's, let's get into that. We didn't we didn't talk about that. So I guess that's the mission behind the affiliate. So what <laughs> explain that so people understand. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I'm a firm believer of capitalism, but I like conscious capitalism. So I really want to make a difference in the world. So, you know, for me just to come to tell somebody, hey, we're another agency. We just came up from behind another agency. We just seem like another number, but we really are trying to leave a footprint or a legacy, if you will, in in the world. So what we're always telling our customers to get them involved or our clients to get them more involved in giving back, we say, look, our profits that we earn every quarter, we give three to five percent our profits with you, that particular client. We give three to five percent back to a charity of your choice, and that's to get them involved into the giving back and keep us more as cohesive partners. So the mission is just giving back, finding ways to encourage our clients, encourage others to be difference makers in their community. And that's for at this point has separated us and always seems to add a nice kind of sales pitch as we're talking to people. It perks them up a little differently because they realize we're not just in it to take your money and just be like the, you know, whatever they may think they experienced on the last run. So, but, you know, that's been that's been really great for us. But at the end of the day, people want to get results. Right. So sure. we've, we've had to do that piece. But that has always been a good good piece for us is our, our mission itself. Yeah. Well, if all else is equal, then that's yeah, a very interesting differentiation. Yep. Um, who's your sales role model? Oh, that's a, uh, you know, for a long time, it was Lee Iacocca for mm-hmm. for for many different reasons. Um but I have a more local person. Uh, his name is Jalem Getz. He started a company called BuyCostumes.com. Uh, eventually moved off, started. To, he's a serial entrepreneur located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And, you know, I got to know him intimately. He became a friend. So although I admired Ali Iacocca, Steve Jobs, who does who did wonders in front of groups and talked about his product and everybody admires him. For me, it was more on a personal level to really watch this guy as he built multiple businesses, successful businesses at that, that really gave me a new take on sales and my approach to it and things along those lines. Okay. Um, so what's one book you'd recommend that, that any prospective affiliate marketer should read? You know, there's a book uh, that I really enjoy by Nir Eyal, uh, last name spelled E-Y-A-L, and the book is called Hooked. 
And what he's kind of going through is the psychological uh, mentality, if you will, of why people get hooked on certain products and not others. So, for example, people wake up every day and they grab and they look for Instagram. And that's because people become invested. They put their own pictures up. They want to see if people are liking them. You become invested in products. So he, he's always encouraging salespeople and business owners to find a way to make your customer feel invested into your business. Whereas, you know, AffiliateMission.com, which is a service-oriented site, nobody's waking up saying, oh, my God, I just have to go to Affiliate Mission because I just have to. Um, but if you start adding components like podcasts, blogs that are really helpful for people, people, you now create something that that hooks them in. And that, when we say hooked, it's not meant to be um, like you're trying to trick them or bait and switch. Hooked is just why do some companies mm-hmm. work and others don't. So that that's the a book that I really encourage salespeople and and business owners and others to read. Okay, great recommendation. Yeah, I actually just have purchased it. I've not read it, but I had purchased it last week. Uh, awesome read, book so on my list. All right. So last question for you. It's always the tough question. What music's on your playlist these days? Ah, so you're, you're going to kind of, um, you're so gonna, I, you're going to say Wisconsin polka. <laughs> yeah. Lawrence Welks is yeah. one of my favorite. I play him all the time. All no, the so the, the person that I listened to yesterday when I was shaving and all that kind of stuff is Miles Davis kind of blue. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a huge fan of jazz, John Coltrane, some of the names that we right, know, right. but Miles Davis, it seems like every time I'm cutting my hair, every time I just want to zone back a little bit, Miles Davis has been huge for me. Um, I never really appreciated jazz when I was younger. And as I got older and you kind of want to step outside of your own brain, if that makes sense, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, jazz has done that for me because I, I think largely because you're not hearing the voice of someone else singing and kind of clouding your own voice in your head, but it just, it adds kind of the soundtrack to what you're thinking about. No, I, I think it's a great way of talking about it. Yeah, I, I, I use uh, jazz as the, the backdrop when I'm writing. I mean, that's uh, not Miles Davis, but I use Keith Jarrett, a uh, great pianist. Okay. Um, yeah, I put that on. As soon as it starts playing, it's like a Pavlovian response. I start writing. So, yep. um, yeah, me too. It really helps clear the mind. Well, good. Well, Priest, it was great having you on the show. Uh, tell people how they can find out more about uh, Affiliate Mission. Yeah, Andy, thanks again. I'm honored. I'm, I'm a fan of the podcast, as I told you off air, and I want to make sure that I share that. Uh, you, you, great questions. Just somebody really good and genuine to talk to. Well, thank you. Uh, people can reach me uh, either on Twitter. I'm at Priest Willis on Twitter. Otherwise, you can email me at Priest, P-R-I-E-S-T, at AffiliateMission.com. If you don't hear from me within 24 or 48 hours, just email hello at AffiliateMission.com, and my assistant, Janine, will get to you probably faster than I would. But <laughs> I definitely okay. love to talk to you. Great. Well, again, Priest, thanks for being on the show. And thank you, friends, for spending time with us today. Remember to make it a sales habit to deliberately learn something new every day to help you accelerate your success. Easy way to do that is join my conversations with top business experts like my guest today, Priest Willis, who shared his expertise about how to accelerate the growth of your business. And if you enjoy Accelerate and the value we're delivering, then please take a quick minute right now to leave your feedback about this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. It'd be very much appreciated. So thanks again for joining me. Until next time, this is Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guests, visit my website at andypaul.com.